T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Special Edition. A weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Welcome to Special Edition. I'm Paula Degnan. Thanks for joining me. There is a job fair coming up this week, and we'll have the details from Carrie Miscavige. Also today on Special Edition, Greg Bauer and Shelley Setzer of Three Dogs Vino in Bloomsburg will be here. They have an event coming up, Back the Blue. Chief of South Center Township Police Department, Bill Richendurfer, the Chief of Scott Township Police Department, Ray Klingler, and the Chief of Police of Briar Creek Township, Tom Frace, will all be joining us as well to find out how their benefit coming up on the 18th is going to help their departments. September is Suicide Prevention Month. We're bringing back Sarah Hoke. She is a crisis clinician at Wilkes-Barre General Hospital and board member for the Greater Northeast PA Out of the Darkness Walk that's happening this weekend, and there's still time if you would like to take part. But we're going to start off with a focus on our veterans. Aaron Egan is Director of Community-Based Suicide Prevention, VA Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention. Aaron is here to tell us about their Reach Out campaign, whether you or someone you know could use some help. Aaron, it is September and that is Suicide Prevention Month. And we hear so much about how veterans are especially affected by suicide. You are with the Department of Veterans Affairs. What are you doing in order to reach out to veterans? So September is, in fact, Suicide Prevention Month. And VA uses this as a special opportunity to focus on the work that we do year-round about veteran suicide prevention, an opportunity to increase understanding about veteran suicide prevention and the programs and resources that are available to veterans and their families and loved ones. So Reach Out is our theme in September this year, and it's really about empowering veterans, uh, family members, and stakeholders to reach out to the veterans in their lives and take the opportunity to ask how people are doing, check in with each other, and really take care of each other. A lot of times people, again, don't think of veterans as having, maybe because they don't have much contact with veterans, as having any type of suicide problems, but we've been seeing the numbers go up. Are there things that people can start to look for or look to for the veterans in their lives that might give them an indication, mainly because veterans or not veterans, no one ever wants to talk about it. Suicide's a tough topic. 
And in fact, one of the things that VA does a lot of, and we work with states and community partners, is what's called save training. And it's a way to get people more comfortable talking about suicide and asking somebody if they are thinking about taking their life. But risk is hard to identify, and suicide's complex. There's never any single cause of a suicide death. But things like the history of a prior suicide attempt, certain mental health conditions, access to lethal means, and particularly stressful life events like financial distress, relationship issues, housing and job instability, are all things that do contribute to risk for suicide. But you can't talk about that risk without talking about protective factors as well, because it's always a balance of how these things come together. And protective factors like connectedness to other people and access to mental health care, employment, housing stability, resilience, those are all things that help strengthen people and and balance any potential increased risk that they have. A lot of times, again, when we're talking about veterans, they have seen many things that most of us will never see in our lifetime. And is that one of the things that, especially for older veterans, maybe becomes a little bit tougher because they might feel that we would not understand because we have never been in that kind of situation? I think it is, it's, it's an important consideration. There's always a, a tension in talking in generalities about what we know about the data and veteran suicide and then translating that to an individual conversation. And I think veterans, um, just like everyone else, have a wide range of reactions to their service the things that they've been exposed to and seen during that time. It's why we think the message of reach out this September is particularly important is that you don't have to understand all the history to make that connection and ask someone how they are doing and then listen to their answer and take the conversation from there. And again, a lot of times when things like that do happen and a family member, friend might be able to get a veteran or anyone to begin talking, but what kinds of ways can you get a person then without getting them them upset to maybe talk to someone at the VA who are doing their best to help at-risk veterans? Yeah, so there's a number of resources. One that's easy to start people with is our, our website for Suicide Prevention Month, and that's reach, R-E-A-C-H, dot gov, slash, forward slash, S-P-M, for Suicide Prevention Month. There's a whole host of resources there on preventing suicide and access to available resources. One in particular is a resource called Coaching Into Care, and it's how to have conversations with people about entering care for mental health needs um, in our system. And it's a great way to kind of bridge that conversation and start to talk to somebody about what their needs might be and their willingness to work on some of these challenges that they might face. A lot of times as well, when uh, people are faced with this kind of a thought process going on, sometimes it's short-lived. Sometimes it's something that maybe is situational. So I think sometimes also people are not afraid. Well, maybe they are afraid to bring anything like this up because they might consider that being a underlying suggestion to someone. Is that a possibility as well? It's a great question. And it is, in fact, one of the most dangerous myths 
we face about suicide. The evidence is clear and has been clear for years now that you don't cause somebody to act on suicidal thoughts by asking them if they're planning to take their life. And in fact, asking somebody directly if they're planning on harming themselves or killing themselves is one of the best ways to identify that intent to act and then have the opportunity to do something with it. I think it's scary for people to ask that question. I know as a nurse, um, when I first came to this space, it was scary for me. But having that conversation, we know clearly does not cause somebody then to go on and take their life. And for the person who asks that question, where would they turn or what should be their next step if they hear someone give them the answer that maybe they were just not anticipating? Can again, they turn to the the VA and maybe start the ball rolling in that direction? Absolutely. So the Veteran Crisis Line is one of the best resources available. They are staffed by professional and trained responders. They're available 24-7. And their phone number is 1-800-273-8255. And then you press the number 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line. And you'll get a responder there who can help you further assess the veterans, assuming that you're calling for a veteran in your life, um, further assess what's going on and get you connected appropriately to care from there. Of course, if there's really acute risk and you have someone who is is actively working on a plan to take their life, it's appropriate to call 911 as well and get help locally from professionals in the community. But the Veterans Crisis Line is a great place to start. They have lots of experience in helping work through assessing risk in veterans, and they are always available to you. Aaron, before I let you go, I know that you did mention, as you just did, the crisis line. You also had a uh, website that was available and any other resources. Can you just go over any of those for our listeners today in case they missed them earlier? Absolutely, Paula. So the website is reach.gov slash SPM, so R-E-A-C-H dot G-O-V forward slash S-E-M. That has basically resources around the Reach Out campaign, but also links them to all of our suicide prevention resources within Veterans Affairs. And the other one, and we encourage people to put the crisis line number in their phone, um, because if you're like me, you will not be able to find it when you need it if it's not programmed into your phone. And that is 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line. Aaron, thank you so much, and thank you for getting the word out. September Suicide Prevention Month, and of course, we can't forget our veterans. Thanks so much, Paula. Thanks once again to Aaron Egan, Director of Community-Based Suicide Prevention, VA Office of Mental Health and Suicide Prevention. Now we're going to hear from Sarah Hoke. She is a crisis clinician at Wilkes-Barre General Hospital and also on the board for the Greater Northeast Pennsylvania Out of the Darkness Walk happening this weekend. And there's still time if you would like to take part. Sarah, welcome and welcome to Special Edition. So happy to have you here. I introduced you as the crisis clinician at Commonwealth Health Wilkes-Barre General Hospital. Can you 
tell us exactly what that means, what your job entails? I work for, um, it's actually for Commonwealth Health, but also for community counseling services. I am a crisis clinician, meaning I help those who come to our emergency department or into our walk-in clinic. The people who are struggling with mental illness, just depression, suicidal thoughts, or even drug addiction. And I assist with any type of treatment that they may need to get well. So you're really on the front line when it comes to phone calls in the middle of the night or any other time. You're there to help. So actually, we are a 24-hour service by telephone or by walk-in. We always have a crisis clinician or staff member available for those who are in need. Now, the other part of your introduction is you are part of the Out of the Darkness Walk, and that's part of the American Foundations for Suicide Prevention. It's back because I know COVID did play a role in it not happening in the past. So why do I have a sneaking suspicion that you folks are going to take all of last year's energy and put it into this year's event so it's going to be double energy? Tell us about that. That is correct. So last year, due to COVID, a lot of things had to be put on hold. We held a live event on Facebook. Obviously, you know, it wasn't our best event considering uh, the turnout when we actually have an event at Kirby Park. Thousands of people turn up and the live event, it didn't go as smooth as we hoped. We still were able to bring awareness and prevention to those. But a lot of people were disappointed that they couldn't physically come to the event. But this year, we're back. We're going to be following all the CDC guidelines, social distancing. We do require or, you know, would hope that those wear masks and sanitize and follow all these guidelines. But we're going to do what we can to make this event big again. You know, the the year before, we had a great turnout. The year before that, we had a great turnout. So we are back. We want this to be huge. And we want a really good turnout. I get the impression And again, it's one of those things from looking at newscasts every day and hearing what's going on in the world that unfortunately your job is getting more intense because you may be getting more contacts because of everything that's been going on, including the fact that our area still deals with the opioid crisis. As far as mental illness, a lot of people who are stuck home in quarantine or, you know, had lost their jobs. A lot of people struggled and we kind of expected this as a whole department or it just everybody that works in the mental health system. But yes, we were very overwhelmed with the amount of people who reached out to, you know, for help. And I'm glad people did, you know, the, the amount of time we've met with new clients and we've worked with the out of the darkness or suicide prevention. It makes Everybody feel that, okay, things will get better. There's help out there. And during this time period, it is so important because people are still struggling. You know, now it's the whole getting back into routine, getting back to work and battling our demons and our mental illness. And there's always help. Everybody has to remember there's always help. Along those same lines then, and again, you are one of the people who are right there when something happens and and get the phone call and see the face, sometimes get to meet the family, that doesn't have any age limits. 
when it comes no. to suicide. And can you talk a little bit about the difference of, is there any difference in when the age or what the ages are when it comes to getting help? There is no age limit. My job description, I work with adults 18 and over. There are other organizations locally, Children's Service Center, um, Robinson Counseling. There are other agencies that work with children. In my department, though, we see children at all ages, though, um, adults as well. There is no age limit of when you struggle with a mental illness or, you know, simple anxiety. We see people of all ages. You know, even older adults, everybody has their own struggles and it's okay. Say you're, you know, you're just turning 18, going into college or, you know, you're, you're young and your family's going through something. Something and someone is always there to help. One of the other areas which has been getting a lot of closer look is for veterans And I know in our area, of course, we have the VA, we have the DAV. But again, that's one of those areas where a lot of times people might not think that because, of course, having that kind of a struggle is not like having a broken arm and someone can come up to you and say, oh, you have a broken arm, you you were wearing a cast. So it must be very difficult to get people to talk about those things because no one ever wants to be told my loved one is contemplating suicide. Right. And, you know, veterans, obviously, VA is a great service. And, um, you know, we encourage veterans, especially who are really struggling to reach out because, you know, sometimes they're more high risk than somebody that comes in that's just struggling. PTSD is real and it's very hard to cope with and tell yourself it's going to get better. People tell themselves that every day, but the struggle, it's, it's sometimes, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, with anybody but veterans, they just, they've been through everything and assuring them that there is hope. That's very important. Very important. Do you find that perhaps the stigma of someone going and reaching out for counseling, getting help, is becoming less and less? Because, of course, there were times that people wouldn't even say the word colonoscopy. But now things like that are becoming more and more prevalent in our society. Do you find that as well? Yeah. So with all these new resources or these clinics or walk-in centers and these now suicide text lines even, the stigma, yes, that mental health people are. We see more and more people reaching out or inquiring about treatments or options for their loved ones or themselves. People don't feel as, people feel embarrassed when they say, you know, I'm really having a hard time. I'll receive calls and people say, you know, I'm afraid to say this, but I'm really not feeling myself anymore. And, you know, people say, you know, they're embarrassed to talk about their mental illness because they've always been the strong one in the family or in their relationship. But it's becoming more and more well known that help is available and people are starting to reach out and feel more comfortable doing so. How about, again, social media plays a part in everything that we do. In your world, there must be pros and cons to that. There is, obviously. We have resources. There's those Facebook groups, you know, for 
mental illness, for opioid addiction, you know, whatever you can possibly think of, there's always groups you can like or follow. A big one is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. We have resources, we have phone numbers, we have events, you know, we have anything you can imagine for those who are on social media. You know, there are some people that express their feelings and thoughts on social media, which can be scary. You know, when a loved one opens up a Facebook post and it says, today's my last day or I don't want to be alive. Social media, like you said, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. Again, though, when there are times when people post things and their posts are flagged and then, you know, immediately the the hotlines, you know, it will show up like a pop-up to reach out. So you're right. It is a type of good or a bad thing. I urge everybody to use social media, but to use it in the proper way for those organizations or websites or groups that help those who are struggling. And how do you know so you don't get scammed? For instance, you can go on our Facebook group, um, Greater Northeastern PA Out of the Darkness, or just AFSP.com. That is the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. You will see that it is not a fake website or, you know, the groups on Facebook, even if you look for your local health, mental health organizations, you won't be spammed when you see the amount of people or the obviously local phone numbers or walk-in services, anything like that. So you mentioned the Out of the Darkness Walk happening at Kirby Park. And I would like you to tell all of our listeners the when and the where and, you know, how they can get involved, because I know a lot of people in the past have not only done this just to support, but in memory of someone. Our Out of the Darkness Walk is for suicide prevention and awareness, education, whatever you can think of. Um, we have a large event at Curry Park on Sunday, September 12th, starting at 12 p.m. The organization, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, it's a national organization. You can log on to the internet, search for AFSP. We provide education, resources, fundraising, anything you may need for your own education for mental illness or awareness. Right now, the walk that we are planning, uh, we are hoping it's bigger and better than it has been in the past. Last year, you know, we had to switch over from a in-person event due to COVID to a live event, which was hard for people that come out every year. The help of the community, we have volunteers that volunteer their time during the walk, even if it's just to direct traffic, hold up signs for the event. But the event takes place in the center of Kirby Park, and we do have silent auctions. We have raffles. We have AFSP merchandise, but we also have entertainment. You know, we have a DJ. We have, you know, activities for children because people do bring their children out. <laughs> food. We have food vendors. Yes. So that's, forget that's another food. thing. So we have all of those type of things. But the biggest part is the community that comes out to support each other and, and others. So. Obviously, we have a lot of um, people that will come out and everybody either has a team or they walk for somebody. So the walk is usually like a mile and a half around Wilkesbury City with the help of the police department and volunteers. You know, we block off the streets, so it's all safe. 
But we start at um, the bridge there, and we walk over the bridge, and it's almost, it's so neat to see, though, because people are wearing t-shirts with their loved one's picture or their favorite saying or quote, but everybody wears different colors, and it's really neat to see people as a whole, as a group and a community to walk to raise awareness for this cause. Another very large thing is that we offer support. A lot of times this is a very emotional event. It might be the first event that they've come out and, you know, openly say, you know, this is, we're walking for my son or we're walking for my daughter. Um, I just lost them this year to suicide. And all the support they feel, it's, it's emotional because they know they're there with other people who are going through the same thing. And we have mental health organizations and different groups that come and set up a table with help and phone numbers and just somebody to talk to. We offer those type of things. Because again, people are finally ready to talk about their struggle. And it's very, very emotional. But at the end of the day, the connections they make with others and the love that they feel from this event is so special. Do you find that there are any particular groups because as we mentioned veterans, we mentioned children, you know, we mentioned people who may be involved in alcohol and drugs. But do you find that there are other groups that kind of fall through the cracks? Because one of the things that you said earlier in the interview was you were always thought to be the strong one, the strong family member. So do you find that that is becoming more and more prevalent with the word getting out there and events like this, that people who are taking part in them might say, maybe I need some help too. You know, and that's kind of our, our hope. So again, the resources that are available that you will see at this event are so important because, you know, you may be there just for a friend to support your friend, but deep down, you know, that something's happening with you and, you know, even if you walk by one of these tables and, you know, grab a pamphlet, you know, you have that resource now to take home if you're not ready to talk about your struggle. And that's important. When you say that people are getting together to take part in this, how can they get the information? Where can they get the information? Or maybe they just like to, unfortunately, they can't be there, but they'd like to make a donation. So you can find us, obviously, on Facebook at it's Greater NEPA Out of the Darkness Walk. You'll see the event page. It will say Kirby Park, 12 p.m. Also, you can go on to AFSP to the website, which I will go ahead and give to you, Paula, and you can post that for us. And you can join a team. You can create a team. You know, if you know somebody who has a team already and you want to join their team and donate, you can go to AFSP.org slash Out of the Darkness. Again, it's AFSP.org slash Out of the Darkness. And you'll be able to search for our event. Um, it will come up as on a scroll down list. and you click the event, you can see who has teams. You can create a team. You can also donate. Uh, again, your donations are so big and so appreciated. They allow us to spread the word and talk about mental illness and the struggles and This way we can provide education not only to individuals, but to schools, 
and to different organizations or hospitals or other events because mental illness is real and it's okay not to be okay. I urge you know people to take that and understand that, that it's okay to struggle because there is help available. What happens if someone does need help? Is 911 the first place that someone should so call? If you are extremely to a point where you know, you're feeling that you are going to hurt yourself right now, and reaching out to a crisis service isn't going to be the option. You know, 911, you need to call the police and get yourself to a local emergency department or call a loved one. If you're having a hard time, though, 211 is a great option. They'll direct you to the local crisis service, and they have trained professionals to talk to you. Our crisis service at Wilkes-Barre General, we are a 24-hour service for the Crisis Response and Recovery Center. We um, have somebody available by phone or by walk-in at all hours, 24 hours, every day. And I think 211 definitely needs to be yeah. promoted more because I, you know, it came it came out when we first started with COVID, and then right. we kind of forget about it sometimes. So that's a that's a very important number, Sarah. One more time, the where, the when, the how do we get involved in the event? On September 12th, that is a Sunday at noon, we will be holding our Out of the Darkness event for the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention at Kirby Park in Wolfsburg, 12 o'clock sharp uh, is when we will be setting up for our event. Again, anybody who would like to volunteer or show up to offer support and wants to walk for a loved one or even themselves, please come out to our event. Um, you know, there's support available. We have resources for mental illness and addiction. Um, you know, we have vendors, we have auctions. It will be a great time, you know, and it'll be a great time to support each other and help raise more awareness for mental illness. A reminder, the Greater Northeast PA Out of the Darkness Walk, Sunday, September 12th. That's this weekend, starting at noon at Kirby Park in Wilkes-Barre. I certainly hope that you'll be able to stay with me because coming up next on Special Edition, we're going to find out about an event that's happening next Saturday. It's all to back the blue. It's happening at Three Dogs Vino in Bloomsburg. And of course, you're invited. We'll have all the details next on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. Now we're going to hear about an event coming in September to Back the Blue. Greg Bauer and Shelley Setzer of Three Dogs Vino in Bloomsburg are sponsoring the upcoming event, and it will benefit the three police departments in their area. South Center Township Police Department, Scott Township Police Department, and the Briar Creek Township Police Department. Where, when, all the fun, and who are those three dogs? The three dogs is because we have the three. We had three dogs when we originally opened six years ago. There was a lab, a miniature American Eskimo, and a Springer Spaniel, and they were our greeters when people showed up. Six years, okay. And where are you located? We are 129 Hydley Church Road in Bloomsburg. So give us an overview. What exactly happens there? Well, for our Back to Blue event, we are going to have three bands, food trucks, vendors. It runs from noon till six. 
and we will have also a distillery here and a brewery here. Tell us about here. What do you have there normally? We have a bunch of dry breads. We have sweet wines. We have white wines. Our hours on Thursdays and Fridays are 4 to 7, Saturdays noon to 7, and Sundays noon to 5. And we have a big pond for people to sit sit down by and enjoy pavilions. Uh, All right. Let's talk to our, our chiefs and tell us a little bit yeah. about how they have benefited for the, because this is not the first time they've done this event. We're going to start with Bill Richendurfer. He's the chief of the Scott Township Police Department. And it's the second annual. And what happens there, Bill? Well, we were glad to have Greg and Shelley. Uh, they they actually came to us last year and said they wanted to do this because of the uh, current state of events with police departments across the country. And we agreed. And last year, I think we had close to 500 people show up and support the three local police departments. And we're looking forward to a bigger and better turnout this year. Now we'll introduce you to the chief of the Briar Creek Township Police Department, Tom Frace. Now you're involved in this fundraiser. You are, uh, you've been involved in the fundraiser before. And Bill was telling us a little bit about what it means to their department. So what does it mean to your department when people come out and they're able to do things like this and they're backing the blue? The support means so much to all of our officers uh, just to uh, give us a reinsurance that uh, we're, we're welcome and we're needed and, and, and we're a good part of their community. And when you have the opportunity, because I'm assuming that you and, and other members of your department are there the day of the event, yes. what does that mean then when people are actually there and they see you and come up to you and talk to you and you, because you folks have been taking an awful lot of heat. Yeah, it's an awesome feeling. Just, uh, you know, we just want everybody to know that all of our officers are approachable, uh, you know, come up, talk with us. Have a good time. I enjoy the festivities here, and uh, it's just a great feeling. The third department benefiting from the Back the Blue fundraiser, the chief of Scott Township Police, Ray Klingler. You know, with with so many things changing, and here you are going to be involved in something like this, what's the focus of your department on trying to get the word out to people in your community that you're really there to help them? Well, the focus for us is that we do a lot with the communities. We try to get out to the kids in our area. Uh, we just want people to know that we're open. We're open to the people coming to the departments and seeing it, meeting the guys. Uh, at this event, we'll have a lot of our officers will be here. So the people in the community get to know, know newer officers that have just started or even the older guys that they've never met. But we, we try to reach out more and more to get into our communities because I think that's what's needed throughout the country. When you're talking about that, especially talking about young people, uh, I know a lot of departments, just like a lot of businesses, are low on staff. And in your profession, that's an even tougher one to fill. But what would you mm -hmm. say to young people at this point in time who are, and, and you know, growing up in the world that we're in now and seeing what's going on, what would you say to them if if they're even thinking about getting involved in law enforcement? Well, I'd, I'd say you know keep keep it in mind. We are very it's very hard to to get officers now, just because everything everything going on in the country. But it's still a wonderful job, and it, like I said, you're in the community every day. 
helping people, which, you know, a lot of younger kids, that's what they want to do. So they should always keep it open, you know, for an open field. Plus there's so many jobs that are available part-time, full-time, not just in our area, but throughout the country. And, you know, it's a good opportunity and they should, you know, pursue it. They need any help. Like we talk to a lot of kids about it. Uh, we're always asked when we have events, you know, about the job and what it entails. And we try to keep them informed and tell them what it's about. Hopefully they'll pursue it. Be a good, good career. Chief Reichendeifer also weighing in. We encourage them and we really put the, the efforts towards community service and community policing. Let them know that uh, we, we live in an area and we're, we're, we're respected still in this, in this part of Pennsylvania. And it's not always negative. You're only seeing a little bit. You're only seeing a couple percent that's happening across the country. It's only a small percentage of what police officers really do. And it's like any other profession. There, there's always a, a few bad ones. But 90, 90% of your police officers across the country are here to do the right thing and for the right reasons. And we always try to encourage them to, you know, go to get the academy, come out and be positive. And we're going to teach you how to be positive and how to do the community service and how to do the community policing. What would you give as examples of some of the good reasons that you have been a police officer for how long? I've been a police officer for a little over 33 years. So you must have seen a lot of good. A lot of good and a lot of bad as far as the calls and stuff to go on. But the good thing is we're here every day to help the, to help the citizens that we serve in both of our municipalities. Uh, we are here every day to go to ambulance calls, fires, just not police calls. We're here to help in any manner that we can. Does one incident stand out in your mind that when you got done at, through the at the end of the day, you said, wow, it was a really good day and I'm glad I was there? No, nothing really stands out at this point. I mean, every day, every day is a good day and you have a couple bad ones in between. But as long as we're out here helping and serving, that every day is a good day. Okay. Anything else that you would like to offer? Uh, no, just come out to the event, spend the day, um, get to know our local police officers and the owners of the winery. And uh, it, it's going to be fun. Tom Frace, Chief of Police of Briar Creek Township. How long have you been in law enforcement? I've been here 29 years. Okay. And in those 29 years, is there anything that stands out as as you finished a day that you said, wow, I'm I'm going to look back on this because this was this was really a good reason why I was here. Not, not nothing in particular, but every day that every one of us goes home safe and uh, that's a good day for us. We're going to have some folks from your department on and September 18th, right? Absolutely. Yep, we'll be here. Come on out and meet uh, you know, the officers of Briar Creek. And uh, we also cover North Center where the uh, winery is located here. So it's a good opportunity to meet all of the officers. And Ray Klingler, the chief of the Scott Township Police Department. How long have you been in law enforcement? Uh, a little over 31 years. So again, I'm going to ask you the same as I asked the other two. Is there an incident? Because I'm sure you can probably rattle off a whole bunch of not so nice ones. One thing I can tell you, we in handling a lot of calls, some that are extremely bad to good. What helps us and what's helped me over the years is the the thanks from some people. Yeah, there'd be a lot of calls we go on, like death calls, where uh, a loved one passed away and so forth, and the 
the people remember you. You know, years after they see you in the store or something, they thank you for our help because it's such a dramatic incident for anyone when that occurs. So I'd say that more than anything, the thanks to the people. You see them out, they thank you when you're in a, a store for our service, which means a lot. And you're hoping to see a lot of those folks on September 18th? Yes, we do come out and enjoy. It's a wonderful winery. The wines are great and the people are great. There'll be music and food and it's just a good time all the way around for the families and for the officers, too. And it helps our community. A big thanks again to Bill Richendurfer, the chief of South Center Township Police Department, the chief of the Scott Township Police Department, Ray Klingler, and the chief of police of Briar Creek Township, Tom Frace. Now we're going to get back to Greg and find out more about Three Dogs Vino. If somebody comes into your business, what exactly are they going to see? Well, they're going to be greeted by Sid, our Springer Spaniel, and they're going to have to learn how to play with her because she will teach them how to play. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll see me and Shelly's smiley face behind the bar. And when people are, I know, uh, especially uh, visiting some wineries, things like wine slushies, or, and do you make your own yep. things and come up with your own we creations? Do. We have a different. We try to do a different one every weekend. Uh, we just try to think about it and get pe- people give us ideas, and then I have to figure out how to make it. Uh, we also talk about the benefit. Maybe you can once again give us the where and the when and the time and donations or how all of that works. And um, I know that you you raised a lot of money in the past, so you're hoping to bring out even more people this year. So when and where is it? It is September 18th, 12 p.m. till 6 p.m. at 129 Hydley Church Road in Bloomsburg at Three Dogs Vino. Because of our police officers, it's our thank you to them. We will have raffle baskets. We'll have a donation so people want to donate. And we go to the local business to donate for our raffles and stuff. Are you still taking donations? Yes. How would someone get in touch with you? 570-204-5621 or 510-204-0895. They would like to donate and on our Facebook page and website. You're the host along with Shelly. So you tell everybody that you'd like to see them come to the event. Again, September 18th at Three Dogs Vino, 129 Hedley Church Road. They will be greeted at, uh, when they come in. Uh, we'll have a tent so they can come in. And we have... Uh, commemorative uh, wine glasses that will be given out and they can come in, do a tasting, tasting here at Three Dogs Vino, do a tasting at Jackass Distillery and Rock God Brewery. Everyone should bring their lunch chairs and stay for the day. And the, and the tastings are included in the fee to get in. It is $15 for single or $25 for a couple. Once again, thanks to Greg Bauer and Shelly Setzer of Three Dogs Vino in Bloomsburg and their upcoming event on September 18th to Back the Blue. It will be happening at Three Dogs Vino, and all the proceeds will benefit Scott Township, South Center Township, and Briar Creek Township Police Departments. And you can find Three Dogs Vino at 129 Hilday Church Road in Bloomsburg. Check out their Facebook page and their website for more information.
Now, coming up, if you or someone you know is looking for a job, the place to be this Wednesday is Mohegan Sun Arena in Wilkes-Barre Township. Carrie Miscavige is here with the details on Special Edition. Welcome back to Special Edition. If you or someone you know is looking for a job, you might want to just mark the 15th of September, that's this coming Wednesday, on your calendar because a job fair is being held at Mohegan Sun Arena in Wilkes-Barre Township. Carrie Miscavige of the Times Leader newspaper is here. They're hosting the event, and she has all the details so that you can get there and perhaps get a job right on the spot. Carrie, we have people who are looking for jobs out there, and I know you folks always have something going on, so there's no excuse. Tell us about it. Uh, Now that we're hitting September, some of the benefits are ending, and we want people to get out there and really find the job that they're looking for. And we have the live fair, which is Wednesday, September 15th, which is exactly as explained as a live fair. It's at the Mohegan Sun Arena from 10 to 2. And that's where you can come out and actually meet and greet uh, potential employers from the area. And actually, they, they will do interviews on the spot. And you might be able to get hired on the spot, which would be ideal. A huge pool of local employers. um, There's about 50 of them. You just walk right up to the booth, say hello, hand over your resume, and that's where things could get started there. Best thing to do is go to timesleader.com. You might find that there's employers that you've never heard of before, but are big, vibrant companies that are here in this area and are great places to work. Can you give us some of the examples, not necessarily of the company, but of the kinds of workers that some of these companies might be looking for? There's a lot of uh, production and manufacturing, of course, because this area has grown so much in that sector over the past few years. So um, those are offering all different types of sign-on bonuses, different shifts, so different things where it works for your family depending on the time you have available. There's a lot of health care. Um, so uh, from nursing to LPN to uh, different jobs within the medical field, there's also some professional where there's a sales and customer service and uh, along those lines. So it's a, a really nice representation of, of the employers we have across Northeastern PA. One of the other things since the, the last time we talked that you've been involved in is doing great things for the community. Can you give us a little bit of an update? And for those who don't know exactly what's going on there, because I've recognized some faces that have actually <laughs> that have actually been part of the winning and passing on to great organizations. Absolutely. In May, we launched our Times Leader Cares cash giveaway program where um, we are giving away $1,000 every week to a subscriber. And also that subscriber gets to pick a local nonprofit or charity and we give that charity another $1,000. And so that's been going on since the mid uh, middle of May. And it's been so much fun being able to call a subscriber on a Friday afternoon and let them know that they've won $1,000 
whether they're an e-edition subscriber, a short-term subscriber, or it's been such a blast to be able to uh, make their lives a little bit easier by giving them some cash. And as I said, I've recognized some of those faces. Uh, A well-known name that won $1,000 is Tom Clark, as we know him as a retired meteorologist from WNEP. He was a recent winner. And uh, Peter Morganti, and then Michelle Delure, the list goes on and on. And every time we call the winner, they're just so surprised and, and so thrilled that they're able to also pick a local nonprofit of their choice. And so we've been able to help so many of these over the past 15 weeks. So it's very exciting. And I believe Tom and, of course, his lovely lady, Noreen, the uh, the money there went toward Big Brothers Big Sisters. So that was very nice. We were able to help Big Brothers Big Sisters a couple of times through this uh, program. So we're excited about that. But the best thing about this whole program is we are still giving away $25,000 on November 26th. This $25,000 is going right to one of our subscribers. That actually happened where one of our winners um, actually donated their money to uh, a nonprofit. So that was that was a first, and we were excited as well for that. Gary, give us once again the information about the upcoming job fair. It's Wednesday, September 15th at Mohegan Sun Arena from 10 to 2. Thanks for listening to Special Edition a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 